0: listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Peters, and I'm so glad to have you back today. I feel like I say that every time, but you know, I really like you. It's so good when we have the opportunity to be together and to chat. I hope that you listen every Thursday. Thursday is podcast release day here at the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. And so I know it shows up in my email and my social media feeds really early in the morning, but like 5 a.m. or something where I am. And so every, every Thursday when I wake up, Uh, and I don't always know which episode is going to air on a given Thursday, so I myself am sometimes surprised at what the subject is, but it's always fun. So thank you for joining us every week. We love having you listen and share the podcast with your friends uh, and ministry partners, and and I so hope, uh, and we all do who are involved with the podcast, that the things that we talk about are encouraging and inspiring and helpful to you because our heart is to equip you as you serve in your ministry. Now, a, a friend that I have today, Crystal Mizuka, is back on the podcast with us. Crystal, I just love your personality. We have hit it off. We're both Enneagram 7s. We both have a high energy. You do a really great Kids Ministry 101 podcast impression of the intro. <laughs> you just did it, and I don't know if we recorded it or not before we went on the air, but you did the music and everything. <laughs> Crystal's doing the little doot doo doo do, doo, do the whole deal. there she goes hey listeners welcome to another episode if we ever run out of music crystal we'll have you come back and be the soundtrack i love it and if anything should ever happen to me i think you need to step in and host and host a few episodes uh friends if you don't know crystal she's the director of kids ministry at westwood baptist church in olympia washington is that right olympia
1: olympia washington the capital of washington
0: the capital of Washington, you know, that's one mm-hmm. of those things that I would guess is maybe a little bit of obscure trivia for a lot of people. I think we all have to memorize the state capitals all over, but there's certain yeah, ones that are a little have known harder. You it in
1: fifth grade. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think, I think a I lot think of Olympia people is one of those.
0: I think a lot of people might think that Seattle is the capital, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. but it's not. It's no. not. It's, it's not. Yeah, we're and we're you know half the size of Seattle, so many less people, but. I like it. It's, it's a cute, it's a cute place. Lots of trees, lots of water, lots of big capital buildings. (laughs) (laughs) Fun, fun fact. I don't know. I don't know how this is in other places around the country, but like when, um, we have any kind of formal dances, uh, homecoming prom, things like that, almost all of these high schoolers go to the Capitol building to take their pictures. Really? And so it's just, it's, it's kind of a funny thing because you go and first off, it's almost impossible to get to take pictures without other people being in the background because mm. there's just hundreds and hundreds of people. And you kind of just have to wonder how did that even start? How did this become mm. the photo op for all the proms and the homecomings? Or I don't, I don't know, but I don't know if that's unique to Olympia or if it's I other don't places. Know. Yeah, And, Everybody goes to the Capitol steps is what it's called to take wow. their pictures.
0: What an interesting tradition. I honestly, oh, I, I can't think of any scenario uh, or big event in my life where I've thought family, let's go take a picture at the <laughs> Capitol just because <laughs> just because somebody, you know, somebody got married or somebody graduated or somebody got a job or whatever. No, go to the Capitol, take a picture. That's hilarious. I do. It's, so It's
1: not a fancy place. It's not fancy. It's just concrete steps. <laughs> That's, I know, that's hilarious. I know.
0: We now we need to start searching the internet for pictures from the Capitol steps in Olympia to oh, see what they yeah. look like. I wonder if it's just like Absolutely. cement steps behind people. <laughs> be we awesome. so. I went to college, so I don't know about the the prom tradition, but uh, my wife and I met in college in Columbia, South Carolina. We went to Columbia Bible College. Shout out to CIU and all my buddies out there. And I recall having been there. It's the capital city, Columbia of South Carolina, mm-hmm. and there is a Capitol building. And like people used to go there with their picnic blankets to you know hang out. We'd go hang out and do homework and things on the grounds of the Capitol. It was kind of a place to hang out, like a park. And I remember it wasn't like a prom, but one of my funniest moments is there was this older couple who I realize now I'm probably in that category myself. I could be this old man. (laughs) This couple, this couple walked up and it was in the days before cell phones. They had an actual camera. It might've been one of those disposable ones. You know, the ones you do the click and then you,
1: it's plastic, you drop
0: it in the bin. And so Mm. this little man and this little lady walked up and they took turns and they unfolded this little sign that was like a little paper sign—I don't know, three inches high and twelve inches across—that said "Columbia" like in, like in uh, Sharpie. <laughs> and they held the sign, and he and he took her picture holding the sign that said "Columbia" with the steps of the Capitol behind them. And then they traded, and then she took his picture oh, holding oh the paper sign crushing. that said "Columbia." And I can only imagine that they've gone to all these different capitals. <laughs>
1: Perhaps, Crystal, <laughs>
0: maybe, just maybe, they've shown up on the steps in Olympia and had a thing that said Olympia.
1: Yeah. Who let So Who knows? Uh, let's, let's tell the Kids Ministry 101 podcast audience, if any of you have seen these pictures, if this is your auntie or your uncle or your grandparents, please send them to Chuck because he tag would us. love to see it. Yes. He would love to see it. Yes.
0: Send them in and tag us. You can send them to <laughs> Crystal Mizuka at... Oh, no, no. <laughs> We'll have him email you. Oh, that would be funny, though. Yes, if you find that That picture. Oh, yes. Well, it's it is kind of funny. So I'm trying to find a segue. So I'm on my feet, thinking on my feet. You know, when you belong someplace. It's interesting how you identify with a place. And so, like to do prom and yeah. go to the steps of the Capitol, I'm sure that it's meaningful to those kids for Absolutely. whatever reason that I can't understand. I'm sure it's meaningful. And I think there's mm-hmm. something about that need that we all have to for belonging and to have a place where we mm-hmm. feel that we belong, that is that's our place. And that's where we're where we're known and where we're seen and where we are understood and where we just fit. And so mm-hmm. we want to talk a bit today. Crystal, I want to hear from you today talking about that idea of why it's so important that kids feel known and seen. We now, we as adults may think that we know and see our kids, but really what mm-hmm. matters is that they know that we see and know them, that they feel known and seen. But there's something mm-hmm. to that, right, to the importance of relationship and for kids to know that they're known. Yeah. You
1: know, it's it's interesting because when you when you think about in scripture and you go right to the beginning, and so often we go creation and then we go right to the fall, Hmm. but to actually just stop and think about what those, you know, we don't know how long it was, but the time between Adam and Eve being created in the fall Hmm. and what it was like for them to walk in the garden with the Lord. Yeah, Cause they did that, right? Cause he kept walking in the garden to find them afterwards. And you think about what an incredible relationship that was when they fully knew one another and they fully knew God and God fully knew them Mm -hmm. and knowing that that's what we were created for. We were created to be seen and known and loved by God and to see and know and love him back. And that one of the ways we learn about that is in our relationships with one another and so when we think about kids ministry and this opportunity that we have we have such a passion to instill in them the knowledge of the gospel the mm-hmm. wisdom of scriptures we want them to know that truth with their whole being but it's not just a matter of of knowing these facts as truth it's it's knowing that they are seen that they are loved that they have a place to belong, that God wants to be personal with them, just like he was with Adam and Eve walking Mm. in the garden. And I just think to myself, every Sunday, every Wednesday, whatever opportunity we have with our kids, we get to work on creating that environment. We get Mm. to work on instilling in them, you are seen, you are known, you are loved, and there is nothing that you can do that is going to hinder that love, that's going to make it go away that's going to get you removed from this. Like, like we see you, we know you, we love you. Just like God sees you and knows you and loves you. And what a, what an incredible joy and privilege, like even sitting here talking about it, we're recording this on a Wednesday and I'm like, man, I can't wait for these kids to come in on Sunday. So I get to do this again.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you know them, right. And you're looking for specific kids uh, that you already know and have a relationship with and And then there are other kids who will show up who you don't know yet, right? and mm-hmm. and but mm-hmm. to have the have eyes to see and ears to hear, I think that little phrase in scripture and how many times that occurs, you know, look, may the Lord give us eyes to see the kids that are present and in front of us.
1: Absolutely. ears to hear
0: Absolutely. their voices and their needs and their concerns and to, mm-hmm. and to hear their hearts and have conversations with them that aren't just informational, but that are transformational. Yes. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: You're, you talked about being known and that always makes me think of Psalm 139. Uh, so I just mm-hmm. pulled it up real quick. Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know, when I sit down and when I stand up, you understand my thoughts from far away. You observe my travels and my rest. You're aware of all my ways before a word on my tongue uh, before a word is on my tongue you know all about it lord so i just mm-hmm. love how scripture re- reinforces this idea that that god knows us and i yeah. think there's kind of two two parts of that for a kid that we need to be aware of so i think one part is kids desperately want to be noticed right and we've all yes. had maybe you can talk a bit about that crystal we've all had a kid who clearly wants attention right and so mm-hmm. we yeah. how we how we address that kid maybe there's some strategy and nuance in that what do you do with a, a child who who is acting out or something in a way because they really want to be seen?
1: yeah and I mean I think I I, I think it starts with that recognizing that that behavior that we often see that attention seeking behavior is that cry out to to say mm-hmm. see me, notice me, care me, care for me, love me you know type type of a deal. And um, we see it in in a couple of different ways. There's that really obvious one of sort of that acting out, right? When you have a kid who is blurting out, a kid who is running, a kid who is seem- maybe even seeming defiant, right? Mm-hmm. They're not... A terrible person. They're not, they didn't wake up this morning and say, I wonder how I can torture my Sunday school teacher. You know, like they, 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 they're, they're young. They don't know how to express that need. And so when we sit and we get eye to eye with them and we have a conversation with them, we ask them about what's going on with them, what's going on with their life. And honestly, Chuck, I feel like if we take the first five minutes that we have Hmm. when kids come into our space, and we are intentional about somebody, whether it's us or another leader, connecting with every single one of those kids within those first five minutes, showing them, I see you, uh-huh. I know you, I've, I've asked you a question, I've talked with you, I've used your name and things like that. They're going to start off their time with us feeling seen and known already. And it only took that five minutes. We still have the whole rest of the time to continue to do that, but it it can be, it's so easy to let kids just come in and start working on a worksheet or kids to come in and start playing a game or whatever. But within that first five minutes, if we are intentional about just connecting with them, checking in with them. Asking them a question about themselves, asking them about you and I before we started talking on the podcast, we we're talking about the jerseys that you wear, right? Sports yeah. jerseys. Yeah. You see, you see a kid walk in with a Seahawks shirt, and you say, "Are you a fan of the Seahawks?" And even just something like that, like, "How did, how did you know?" They'll sometimes. <laughs> well, obviously, you're wearing a jersey, right? So, you Have a Russell like Wilson jersey on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, a kid walks in, and you say, "Hey, I don't, I don't think I've seen you before. What school do you go to?" And they tell you, and you can even say, oh, do you know so-and-so? They go to your school too. Or maybe even like, I don't know anything about that school. Who's your teacher? And you ask them questions. That first five minutes, kids come in and they are already feeling like they are seen and they are known. And when they feel like that, they feel like this is a place where I'm wanted Mm -hmm. and I belong Mm -hmm. and I have a place here. And I just think it's such a small thing that makes such a big difference.
0: Hmm. And that first five minutes, you emphasize why it's so important to do that right away, right? So you mm-hmm. you get you get down on their level. you look them in the eye as soon as they enter, you're onboarding them. So you're not waiting until the program starts, right? You're engaging right, right away. And so Absolutely. that's you recommend that that first five minutes is really crucial,
1: yeah, yeah. And you know, and if you're if you're anything like a lot of churches, maybe you've got two services, and so that first five minutes actually turns into, Fifteen or twenty minutes. Twenty or fifteen kids, minutes. Yeah. off early and things like that, and that's that's totally fine. That's just that's more time to connect. It's more time to invest. It's more time to ask questions and build relationships and just help those kids feel like these are my people. This is my place. I'm wanted here. I belong here. Somebody likes me. Somebody cares about me. I mean, yeah, it's it's just incredible what that that intentional time can do.
0: And I think it's important for us to clarify for our listeners. Just to be sure that everybody gets what we're saying. We're not talking about you seeing the kids, right? Because I can see kids (laughs) when they come in the room and I can see them over there. Okay. I see Billy's here, you know, and I see Ainsley. I see her over there. See Mm -hmm. us seeing them is different than them being seen and feeling seen. Yes. And so the importance there is relational connection and engagement.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny, Chuck, because at, at first you talked about that kid that comes in and they can seem a little defiant. They can seem a little loud, which of course we all know those kids, but um, my son that I have, who is still in kids ministry, he is the complete opposite kind right. of kid. He comes in and he will not talk to anybody. He mm-hmm. is, well, first off he's, he's about, he's going into fifth grade and he's five, seven. He's He's tall. Very tall. Yeah, He's very tall, um, but he will walk in and he will sit in his chair and you will not even know that he is there. He is, he is so quiet. Mm-hmm. He is never going to ask a question. He is never going to seek anybody out. Those kids still need to be seen too. Somebody needs to walk up to them and say, I'm so glad that you're here. I, 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 I love, I love that you brought your Bible. That's awesome. Did anything exciting happen this week? And they may not even answer you, but they are feeling seen. They are feeling known. They are feeling loved simply by you interacting with them. My my super shy son. He's got a great Sunday school teacher, and she's even asked me, "Is there anything that I can do?" Like he walks in, and I talk to him, and he won't talk to me back. And I said, "Thank you for talking to him. Just just it means a lot to him." Keep doing that. I, I ask him about it afterwards and he tells me what a good time he has and that you said this and that to him, you may not see it right there, but you are making a difference by having those conversations, asking questions, interacting, making comments about things and stuff like that. It is amazing what that's doing to those shy kids.
0: And there's, I think there's a big truth in that crystal in that everyone needs to be seen and everyone needs to know that they have been seen. That's a deep need that we all have that's in the depths of Mm -hmm. our spirits, just being human, right? It just, everyone needs to be known and seen and know that they're wanted Mm -hmm. and welcomed and loved and cared for. Uh, So many kids feel invisible in a lot of parts of their life and and they're not seen. And so for for you Mm -hmm. as a leader to be the person who sees that kid that can be really uh, powerful in their life. Mm -hmm. You, you Mm -hmm. talked about Adam and Eve and I kind of see both sides of what you just talked about. The two extreme scenarios. One is the desire for attention. And I can only Mm -hmm. imagine when they were brand new for day one, right? Adam and Eve are brand new. They're walking (laughs) in the garden with the Lord that they would be like, Oh God, look at this. Watch me do that. The way that we're like, mom, (laughs) watch me. Right. When we're, when we're little and new kids, we want mom and dad to watch everything we Mm -hmm. do and acknowledge us. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine it's not in scripture, but I can imagine that Adam and Eve would have loved the Lord's attention and knowing that he was walking with them and had his eyes on them, that there was a time when they really wanted that. And then there was another time, not so long after, where they wanted to hide, where they didn't want to be seen, where right there they and, and they hid themselves from the Lord. And mm-hmm. I think there's some of us not, and I'm not necessarily saying anyone who doesn't want to be seen is in sin. Let's be careful there. But the idea that some of us want to hide, uh, some of us don't want to be seen, or don't give off the impression that we want to be seen all the time, and that mm-hmm. maybe shyness. Mm-hmm. It may be a lack of confidence or security or comfort, Um, but even, even when a kid doesn't want to be seen or doesn't seem to give off the vibe that they want to be seen, it's really important that we find ways to let them know that we, that we see them.
1: Absolutely. Well, and I mean, I know, so a little bit on a, on a practical note here, um, this is one of the reasons why I think it's important that we show up early Mm. and we get prepared Because we can't have these moments with the kids if we're scrambling to be ready for our lesson time or whatever, Mm -hmm. if we're still getting prepared, if we're still setting things out, if we're still making coffees and things like that, we need to give ourselves the space and the margin to be able to be intentional with kids when they come in. And that only happens when we're already prepared and ready to go. So little little side note there, like to, to be intentional like this you have to plan for it. And that comes with being prepared in all the other areas so that when kids come in, you can see them. You can focus on them. You can have them. these conversations. Yeah. You can focus on them. Yeah.
0: yeah. The, and I think another another uh, key part of this is to be consistent as a as a volunteer or to have right. Cause if mm-hmm. we have the revolving door where there's a different adult in the space every week, it's very hard to maintain or to build a relationship that's built on trust, uh, which mm-hmm. leads to influence. And so like for your son to have that one leader invest a lot of time over multiple weeks to really get to know yeah. him and approach him slowly and build that bridge of relationship. You can't do that if that leader is only there once a month, you know, that, mm-hmm. that it doesn't mm-hmm. work in the same way. We we really have to be invested as leaders in re, in building relationships with kids.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Chuck, I would say, too, to anybody that's listening who struggles with that, with getting people to be committed every week, is that's what you need to tell them. Mm. You don't say, we really need you here or it's really hard for me to find somebody else. You speak to the value of why we want you there every single week. You speak to because to be honest, to have a lesson and say, I need you to come and teach this and do this game and do this activity anybody could do that but when you're talking mm-hmm. about discipleship in the context of relationship yes you are you are speaking to you are doing so much more than just filling the time or or leading a class or lesson, you are discipling kids in the context of relationship, and the best way to make that happen is that you become their person. You are there every single week. You are, and and as you get as you get to know them, as you have more of these five minutes, you have more things that you can interact with them. You get to see them more and more and more and more. And so when we speak that value into our volunteers, that's what's going to make them want to start showing up every single week. When we say this is more than filling the time, this is discipling kids in the context of relationship. That's that's an exciting thing to invite people to.
0: So that first five minutes is so key in making sure a child mm-hmm. feels seen and known. How does the rest of our program time work towards that? Talk a little bit about a large group, small group setting and how do we continue to let yeah. kids be seen throughout?
1: Yes, well, um, first off, I would say if you don't do a large group, small group setting, uh, you need to go back and listen to the the podcast with Isaac where he talked about large group. I was like, I want to go and do a large group with him. That sounds really really fun. Um, and so, where I think there is so much power in that large group small group setting is that you go from simply standing up in front of a group of kids teaching to having six to eight of them with one caring adult or teenager, like I know for me, I have small group leaders that are teenagers whose sole purpose is to sit with those kids and see them and know them. This is not just information download. This is interaction. This is relationship building. And anybody who doesn't use large group, small group, it doesn't mean that you can't still have that type of format, you know, because I'm sure that there's people listening who they're like, I literally have one group. I have six kids that come on Sunday. That's fine. Treat those six kids like your small group. So instead of just having questions that are like, so um, who was created first and who was created second and what happened when they ate the fruit? You know, not, not that those kinds of questions, but like, So where in your life do you see that you like walking with God and asking them these opinion questions and giving them these opportunities to to share like that, the same way that those first five minutes are crucial, having a small group time where kids just get to talk They get to feel like they get to share about themselves and their thoughts and their feelings and they get to hear their leaders thoughts and feelings. They're getting, they're getting to know them. It's a, it's relationship building and they're getting to hear one another and it starts to become a highlight of their week because they know that they're going to be in a space where they get to be themselves where people care about what they have to say, where they get to learn to care about what other people have to say. And so whether you have 100 kids in your ministry and you have this amazing large group time and then you split into small groups or you've got your one class with six people, just have that small group feel where you get to have conversation rather than just information download.
0: (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. Yes, those relationships are so key in creating those different settings. Welcome time Mm -hmm. with some games, large group time with some communication in a different way of interaction, small group time where we're maybe in circles or huddles where we can really connect and hear one another, each one of those environments serves its own purpose or, or accomplishes mm-hmm. this idea of kids being known and seen in its own unique way. And you really need all of those to have a well-rounded approach. Crystal, talk, tell us a bit about prayer. I know that one of the things that was on your list was the importance of prayer in helping kids yeah. be, feel known and seen. How does how does prayer connect?
1: You know, I think I would say there's kind of two two ways that that is really important. Number one comes with our very favorite thing that we love to do. Do you have any prayer requests? I, I actually, I love that. I love asking kids, is there anything that I can pray for you for? But it's not just a matter of asking. It's that you actually do it. So you take notes, you write it down, you pray. And then when you see them again, mm. you say, hey, I prayed for fill in the blank. How is that going? What happened? How are things going? You asked me to pray for your grandma. I prayed for her. How is she doing? Um, It is an incredible way for a kid to feel cared for, that not only would you ask them what you can pray for, but that you would do it and follow up with them. Um, I think we lose that a lot. We love to ask people, how can I pray for you? And we might even go and pray for them. But when we follow up, they know, oh my gosh, you actually you actually did it. You actually, you actually prayed and all that kinds of stuff. Yeah. And so you remembered I, I that, think that that's, right? yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's an, again, and it's amazing way for a kid to feel known and seen yeah. is because you follow up with them. They might've even forgotten that they asked you to pray yeah, about right, it. Right. But when you, when you bring it up, it brings it to mind. But then the second thing I think Chuck is that we are praying that God would help us to see the kids. Um, he knows them inside and out. He knows them better than anybody ever can, better than even they know themselves. Mm. And when we ask him and say, Lord, would you give me insight? Would you give me wisdom? Would you help me to really see this kid? And then we get to speak into it because he speaks, he speaks to us. You know, we ask him, he's going to, he's going to talk to us. He's going to tell us. And so we get to speak into that when he lays something on our heart, he, he gives us a question to ask them. He might help us to notice something about them. He might help us to remember something that happened weeks ago or months ago or or something like that. But when we take the time every single Sunday, every Mm -hmm. single week to say and, and pray by name, Lord, help me. Give me insight for Ainsley. Give me insight for Noah. Help me to know what you want me to share with Kinsley. Mm. And he will. And that's amazing if we just take that time, because again, he loves them so much and he wants them to know that they are known and he wants to use us to do that. So if we ask him for that insight, he's going to give it to us. And I just think that's amazing. It's amazing.
0: (laughs) Crystal, I love your spirit. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Great, great thoughts and super helpful. Crystal, thanks for being back on the podcast.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Chuck.
0: It is so important, listeners, that we know our kids by name, that we know their names and their needs and their situations and their stories, because ministry is meant to happen in relationship. It just is. And if you remove relationship from ministry, it's really not ministry. Ministry is really what happens when we walk together side by side with our kids and with other adults. Everybody needs a friend, a leader, influencers, and they need to know their pastors in their church. And those relationships are really what help us cement kids in their walk with the Lord as we walk with them. Um, We have a conference that I want you listeners to make sure you know about. It's the Etch Conference. It's every October. Uh, Crystal, are you going to be at Etch this year? You are, right?
1: Oh, I am going to be at Etch this year. I'm so excited.
0: (laughs) Etch is going to be this October in Nashville. We're back at the Music City Center. We're back in person. We'd gone virtual for a couple of years. We gathered small last year. We are back in force this October at the Music City Center you guys can find information at etchconference.com. Registration is open. You can reserve your spaces, get your early, uh, early registration rate if you go now and check that out at etchconference.com. I will be there. Crystal will be there. There's going to be tons of great breakout leaders, other leaders like yourself. And our theme this year at Etch is as we said, kids need to be known by name. The truth leader leaders is that you have been called by name. And so our theme this year at ECH is called by name. The Lord knows you just like he knows your kids and you know your kids. The Lord knows you. And he put you, He made you who you are and placed you where you are to use you for his purpose. And so we want to inform, instruct, inspire you at Etch Conference. So please join us this October, details at etchconference.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back again soon for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.